Welcome to the Nobody Guide to Life, where we provide tips and tools for personal growth, personal development, and your spiritual journey that you can use right now in your everyday life. I'm J.A. Plosker. Thank you for joining us. Find out more at nobodysview.com or thenobodybible.com, or you can check us out at Twitter and Facebook at Nobody's View. If you like what you hear, we'd welcome a subscription or a review. We'd appreciate it. So a few days ago, Buddhists around the world celebrated Vizak. This is the day that commemorates the Buddha's birthday, but it's also a day that commemorates his enlightenment and his death. So interestingly, folks believe that these events all happened on the same day through the Buddha's life. So I wanted to look at that holiday today and what it represents. Then I wanted to examine the powerful message it can bring to us about our own lives, how it gets us to think about maybe about the mirror that the Buddha's life can hold up to our own. Now we've talked we've talked about the Buddha on this show in past episodes. So if you remember, he was born into a life as a prince. And actually before he was born, a prophecy was made to the king that the that the Buddha, who was named Siddhartha at birth, that he would either be a holy man or a ruler. Now it doesn't take a lot of guessing to figure out uh, which way his dad wanted that prophecy to go. So to keep Siddhartha from heading into the spiritual life, he was kept in a palace. So in a lot of ways, he was really a prisoner to riches in the good life. Now, that may not seem like a bad prison, but it's still a type of of prison, I guess. But Siddhartha got out once and he saw some things that to him were quite new and quite striking. So he saw an old person and he realized in that moment that people age, time passes into time and, and we change. And then he saw an ill person. And he realized that disease and other problems can affect all of us. And then he saw, he saw a dead person and he realized that was something we will all experience. Death comes to everyone, no matter our station in life. But then he saw a holy man. And it was at that time that Siddhartha realized that, that this person was looking for an escape from the suffering that Siddhartha had just witnessed. And this person was looking for an escape from the cycles of karma and rebirth. And that that really had a strong impact on him. So he wanted to figure that out too. It really, really shook him to his core. So you could probably guess what happened next. He headed out into the world to find the truth. And he tried various practices, including fasting. As we mentioned back in episode 11, we talked about The Buddha was fasting and fasting until he could touch his spine through his stomach. And he realized that wasn't going to work. So if you remember, that almost killed him. So eventually he took some food and sat under a tree and he resolved to sit there until he realized the truth. So the story goes that while he was sitting there, he saw all his previous lifetimes. He saw the nature of the universe and he was tempted many times by a demon And this demon just tried to knock his concentration off, but it didn't work. And for those of you out there who meditate, you know how easy it is to get distracted when you're meditating. But this demon did not succeed. And eventually the Buddha reached reached a state of enlightenment. So the Buddha's death, like his life, comes in many versions. So you never really know with these ancient stories. It's hard sometimes to know what's the truth. and, And there are a lot of versions. But A lot of people believe that his death was from food poisoning, from an offering that was actually made by somebody who was trying to show him respect. So when he passed, he entered into nirvana on the day of the full moon in the month of Visek. 
So his followers gathered around when they heard he was dying and it was their chance to say their goodbyes and ask some questions. And as he was passing, the Buddha told his followers, things change and we perish, but that you should work hard to seek your own salvation. So that story or different versions of it, of, of the Buddha's life, are what this Visak holiday is all about. Followers make offerings of flowers or of candles. And when you think about it, those kinds of offerings actually symbolize how the things of life wither and pass, how they change. And that was one of the Buddha's big teachings, right, about change. Everything changes, everything withers, candles burn out. That in itself is a really, really, really powerful teaching on the nature of reality. And people may release animals to symbolize liberation. People meditate on this holiday. People give speeches. People worship. There's prayer. You know, it, it may not look exactly like what you do on some of your major holidays, but I'd, I'd be willing to bet that a lot of the purposes of the Visak holiday are the same as anyone else's traditions. Make a connection. Search for purity. Make a renewed sense of commitment to, to your tradition's highest principles. There's this idea of celebration going on in the midst of memory. So even though it's, it's sad that these figures pass, we can rejoice in the fact that these figures lived and pass these teachings on to us. So I mentioned Buddha a lot on this program, not because I place him in a higher veneration than any other prophet or deity or philosopher, but because I, I think as I've studied his life, and talk to people about his life, there seems to be something very human about this Buddha figure. There's something very approachable about his journey. Now, in the Nobody Bible, in the Book of Buddha, I spend a lot of time talking about uh, some of the themes in Buddhism, such as suffering and change. We talk about the Four Noble Truths. We talk about the Noble Eightfold Path. But we talk specifically about suffering and change and how these powerful themes are things we all deal with in our lives. And these are things that we know how to deal with on a daily basis. So no matter our different backgrounds, we all struggle with these things. Every person, if you talk to them long enough, has some kind of prison they're trying to escape from. Now, it may not be as grand as a palace of riches, or it may not be as lowly as a dungeon, for some people, it could just be a bad job or an unhealthy relationship, or maybe the prison is a habit that's putting their health at risk. We're all searching for release from some prison in some area. And every person at some point has broken free of or glimpsed freedom in the way Siddhartha did when he fled. And again, it may not be on a super grand scale, but it could be something as simple as standing up to a boss or maybe breaking a habit that you've really wanted to break, even if it's just for one day, even if you just went one day without having a soda or biting your fingernails, whatever it is, we've all tasted liberation in some way. And we all try to work out ways to solve life's complex issues. The Buddha was on this great search and it was a search where the stakes were as high as they can get. So, okay. We don't all have the luxury of sitting under a tree and meditating until we figure out all the secrets of the universe, but we all get tempted trying to figure things out. We get distracted and we all know that there's a goal we want to achieve and we're all so aware of the obstacles in our way. Sometimes, sometimes it's just another person that's standing in our way. 
Sometimes it's, it's money. Sometimes there's just not enough time in a busy workday to work on the goals that we really want to achieve. But you know what? I'll bet if you think hard, you can come up with at least one goal you achieve that you're proud of. Maybe it was graduating high school, graduating college. Maybe it was getting a job you really wanted. Was it getting married, finding the courage to reconnect with a long lost friend or relative? Anything. If you can come up with something, some goal you've achieved, it's wonderful. And if you can't, keep thinking. Ask a good friend. Ask someone in your family. I'll bet they can come up with something. So maybe we didn't reach enlightenment, but you know, we've all had an aha moment. There's always been a moment for someone, maybe where they realize there was a powerful truth hiding behind the appearances of the world. So that's, that's how I always thought of aha moments, working with students, working with clients. It was when that veil was pulled back and there was a secret behind the appearances of the world. I had an interaction with someone out of nowhere that unlocked years of struggle and writer's block for me. And it got me to write the Nobody Bible. That was a big one. You know, what's something that's hit you like a bolt from the blue? And we've all experienced death or an ending. And many of us have probably wondered somewhere along the line what our lasting legacy would be. You know, we worry about that. People worry about what their legacy is going to be. But think about this. The Buddha, this amazing teacher, this philosopher, this leader, someone of, with a lineage of royalty. He didn't leave money or things to his followers. He's best known for leaving them words. Things change. Search for liberation. That's it. That's his great legacy. Now, I'm sure you've said things to people that got them to think in a new way. I'm sure that even if you don't have a will full of possessions, you know, you have other things of value that you can leave behind. Advice, uh, one of those great pictures on your phone that maybe you could frame and make a really nice heirloom. Maybe you have words of wisdom that you've, you've had said to you or that you came up with yourself that you feel could be a legacy. As Buddhists all over the world celebrate the life of the Buddha on that Vizak holiday, I want you to take this tip with you. Make a celebration of your own existence, okay? The Buddha story is a story we can all relate to on some level. And I want you to remember that you're not just taking up space on this planet, okay? If his journey meant anything, it meant that there's a truth we can all access. There's a reality behind the veil and we can all catch a glimpse of it. You, just like everyone else, are on a journey. You're walking a path of changes. You're collecting wisdom along the way. You're looking for truth. You're trying to reach your goals. You're preparing a legacy. So this week, try to find at least one thing in your life that mirrors the Buddha's life and then embrace it. And if you want... You don't have to, but if you want, share that with another person. Leave that powerful legacy now. It's not for someday. Just like we always say about personal growth, personal development, spirituality. Those things aren't for someday. They're not for after retirement. They're not for when we have our own palace of riches. Our legacies are for now. So life changes, folks. That can't be denied. But embrace that change and find your own powerful narrative within it. So that brings us to the end of this episode of the Nobody Guide to Life. Let me know what you're up to out there. If you'd like, you can join our Simple Spirituality group on Facebook and put something into the conversation there. And you can always find out more at nobodysview.com or thenobodybible.com. Or you can reach out to us on Twitter and Facebook at Nobody's View. If you like what you hear on this podcast, please consider a review or a subscription. We'd really appreciate it. Keep practicing and have a good week.